Hello and good morning to you, my beloved brothers and sisters in the Lord. Of course, it's your brother, Pastor Chidi Jacob. Today is December the 28th. And I trust by the grace of God that you are enjoying your holidays. If you are not, don't forget the Christmas did not decide, did not conspire against you. You've got to go back and look at how you saw Christmas and the choices that you made. And the choices that you made, don't forget, comes from the way you think. And the way you think is the way you see yourself. Okay, so let me repeat what I just said. I hope you had an excellent Christmas celebration. And I hope you enjoyed your holiday so far or you're enjoying it so far. If you are not, just note that Christmas did not decide, neither did the holiday decide to sit down and conspire against you. Neither did your father in heaven decide that you're going to have a bad Christmas. As we're growing and taking responsibility, all you've got to do is go back and look at the way you thought about Christmas, the choices that you made and why you made those choices. Always think from that angle and if you find out something that you ought to change, you know that you got to change it. Praise God. Amen and amen. So, as we're wrapping up the year, uh, like last Sunday, I did a summary, a kind of a keyword summary or key topic summary of most of all that has been said this year. And today, I'm going to show you something that I think as we move forward, you have to put at the back of your mind. For those of you who have seen that on my WhatsApp status, I posted that. And that is the summary of the message of Jesus as relates to timing. The summary of everything Jesus has said and the summary of what we should expect to happen or what we are experiencing. Very important. Don't forget that when they asked Jesus the sign that will mark the end of the age, just, just follow me this morning, beloved, that when they asked Jesus the signs that will mark the end of the age, and don't forget is the end of the age, the end of a dispensation, the end of an era, and Jesus gave them all those um, accounts of nations rising against nations, wars and rumors of wars, earthquakes and all this stuff. But then he said, and then the gospel of the kingdom. Don't forget, beloved. The gospel of the kingdom shall be preached to all nations and then the end will come. So what will mark the end of an age and the beginning of a new one is the gospel of the kingdom because the new kingdom is contained in the gospel. And for those of you who can see further, you can relate to what I'm beginning to say here. You can understand why I'm saying this already because suddenly there is a gospel that really makes sense. That's a gospel of reconciliation. That's a gospel that unverses the kingdom of God in men. And Jesus says, this gospel will be preached to all men and then the end will come. Don't forget, it's a specific gospel. I know you have had many gospels. I know in my journey so far, I've heard all kinds of gospel. But this gospel is specific 
and it is that Jesus himself calls it the gospel of the kingdom. It is the preaching of that gospel. Don't forget, because the new kingdom is contained in that gospel, except that gospel is preached. There can be no end because it is the preaching of that kingdom that brings, it is the preaching of the gospel of that kingdom that brings men into that kingdom. That means another kingdom will replace another. Praise God. Now, let me take you where this was summarized. It's in the book of Mark chapter 1, verse number 15. Mark chapter 1, verse number 15. And don't forget, each time we start saying something, there's always something about what we're saying. I was doing some study, um, you know, during these holidays. And, you know, I really never understood why Jesus was speaking to the people in parable. Thinking about it in the flesh, I always think, you know, he was trying to confuse them. But I know in his heart, he wants them to understand. So if he wanted them to understand, why was he speaking to them in parables? And then as I studied through these holidays, I found out the reason. Jesus spoke to them in parables to, to bring out a desire in them. Just listen to me carefully. He spoke to them in parables. So there are those who will hear and quickly dismiss it. Then that's their, that's their choice. They've dismissed the message. But those who have a desire, that listen to this, they have a desire to know, a desire to live, a desire to experience. They will go back trying to think about the meaning of the parable. In thinking about the meaning of the parable, understanding will be given to them. That's why when Jesus finished those parables, he will say to them, let him who have ears hear. What he's saying that if you have ears, make use of them. That's what he was saying. And hopefully I talk more about this. There's something about a desire. Jesus spoke to them in parables, not to confuse them, but he wanted those who desired it will become inquisitive. They will try to know more. And then in searching for the meaning of the of the parables, understanding will be given to them. That means they have and more. Remember, at the end of those parables, Jesus will say, those who have more will be given to them. Those who don't have, even what they don't have will be taken for them from them. He's talking about understanding. Those who have that desire to pursue more will be given. Those who those who don't have, that means they never understood. In fact, they confused them. Even the one they had will be taken away from them. Why am I saying this? Each time you hear or say something, or if you don't understand something, don't dismiss it. Become inquisitive. Let there be a desire. What you don't understand should be a desire to learn more. Don't brush it off. Don't say, I don't know what he's talking about. I don't understand this. Why is he saying this? And this is so real. There's a brother in our church, and at the end of a service, most service, he'll come to me and say, Pastor, you know, why you were saying this, this scripture was given to me, and I understood what he was doing. So he will hear me say something in him. He's thinking, why is Pastor saying this thing in this way? The more he thinks about it, an understanding will be given to him. He comes to a script, either a scripture or something will be recorded that that helps him to understand further what I'm saying. This happens all the time. This happens all the time. I either I run into him during the week 
or after the service, he will come to me and say, Pastor, you know, why you were saying that? I was thinking, why is Pastor saying this this way? Why is this scripture this way? Suddenly, further understanding is given to him. And literally, that's what Jesus meant when he said, those who have more will be given to them. Praise God. So, now, I try to make the teachings as clean, as pure, or simple, as clean as I can. If there's any area you don't understand, something that doesn't make sense, let, let it not throw you away. It should, it should bring out that desire to learn more. In trying to find that, in trying to understand that, more understanding will be given to you. More light will be given to you. Praise God. Now, let me go back to what I was saying. Mark chapter 1, verse number 15. Mark chapter 1. Verse number 16. It talks about the opening when Jesus first began to preach. When Jesus first began to preach. And this was his message. In fact, this is the summary of his message. Mark chapter 1, verse number 15. It says his message was this. Of course, it talks about that Jesus went to Galilee and began to preach. His message was this. Just follow line by line. If you if you can, please take the TPT. And read this, Mark chapter 1, verse 15. It says, at last. Let's take it word by word. At last. What does that mean? At the conclusion of all things. At the end of all things. The first one says, at last. That means at the end of the journey. What's happening? It says, at last. Now, that means, it says, the fulfillment of the age has come. That means, at last, the end of the world you know has come. Just follow carefully. I'm saying this because as we transition into next year, it's going to get more interesting because the life we ought to live is the life of the kingdom. Praise God. Now, it says, at last, the fulfillment of the age that you have been looking for or looking forward, at last, it has come. Listen to this. He didn't say it is going to come. Mm -mm. It says, at last, the fulfillment of the age has come. Now, what is the next thing? Because the fulfillment of the age has come, it is time for God's kingdom to be experienced in its fullness. Praise God. Listen to that. You hear me, if you follow my message, you hear me talk about experience, experience, experience. I've told you that the word of God is not something we know in our head. It's a life that we experience and manifest. And Jesus, in opening his message, in opening his ministry, this was his opening statement. He said to them, hey, the end of the world has come. The fulfillment of what you have been waiting for has come. And now that it has come, it is now time. Remember I told you, just follow me carefully, that there's a message that, pre that precedes or will lead to the end of an age. And that message is the gospel of the kingdom. And so Jesus says here, at last, the fulfillment of the age has come. It is now time. It is time for God's kingdom to be experienced again. How? In its fullness. We don't enjoy the things small, small. But this gospel that we began to preach is designed to bring you and I to the full experience of that kingdom. That whatever that kingdom has to offer, this gospel that suddenly God put in our mouth 
Today, when we talk, it shocks people. Today, when we talk, it's like, is it the same Bible that you've been reading? Some of you, all your life, you've been in church, you really never knew who God was. You never, you sang to God, you danced, you did all that stuff. But it's just now that you're beginning to see really who your father is. And Jesus said, it is the preaching of this kingdom, it is the preaching of the gospel of this kingdom that will mark the end of the age and the beginning of another one. Now, let's tie it together. But don't forget what he's supposed to do. He said, now, that means now, this gospel that we are preaching is supposed to bring us, listen to me very carefully, is designed to bring us to the experience of the fullness of that kingdom. Whatever that kingdom brings, the, we are supposed to experience it in its fullness. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, I encourage you to get ready. If you don't understand, please, it's good. Let that lack of understanding make you inquisitive, make you have a desire. Ask questions, seek for answers. Don't forget, in seeking, the one you have more will be given to you. I just explained to you why Jesus spoke to them in parables. It was to bring out, make them inquisitive, give them a desire to search for the truth. In trying to decode the parables, understanding was given to them. Praise God. It's like a way to lure them in. And so, if you don't understand all what we have said, it's good. If you understood, it's good. If you understood, you're coming to experience, right? If you did not understand, now, don't be discouraged. Don't say, I don't know. I don't understand all this. No. Don't be like them. If you do that, the little you have will be taken away from you because you enter into more confusion. Doesn't that make sense? Okay, you confuse you more. But if you don't understand, it's also good. That should make you to desire that I'm going to learn more. I'm going to ask questions. I'm going to have the heart of a child that learns. It makes sense why Jesus will say, hey, except if you have the heart of a child, you cannot enter, experience this kingdom. Be that inquisitive. Ask why, how, what is this? What about that? If you get a message, listen over and over. You have my direct contact. You can always ask as many questions as you can. If I don't know the answer, those who are close to me know. If I don't know the answer, we'll go. I will tell you I don't know the answer. We'll go looking for the answer. Praise God. Amen and amen. Please understand what I'm saying, beloved. Listen to this. Now, what did Jesus say we were supposed to do? Now that this kingdom has come, right? What Now that the age of the... The end of the age has come. Now that this gospel is preached now, what is supposed to be human reaction? What role are we supposed to play? Listen to this. It's in the next line. He said, so turn your lives back to God. Listen to this. Turn your lives back to God. If we were told to turn our lives back to God, that means that is where our lives used to be. Does that make sense? If he says run to God, it's a different thing. He said, no, turn your life again where? Back to God. Why? That's where we began. Nobody was born by Satan. Nobody said that they didn't give birth to anybody. No, we all came from him. We began in him. Our origin is in him. And so what is our response is to turn back our life. But how are we supposed to do that? This verse of the Bible here is so complete. How are we supposed to do that? And it says, and that means how you're supposed to turn back to God 
is to put your trust in the hope-filled gospel. Turn your lives back to God. How do you turn your lives back to God? Put your faith, put your trust where? In the hope-filled gospel. Now, will it make sense why it is the preaching of the gospel that will mark the end of the age? Because what we mean that the kingdom of God has come to man, the way man will experience the fullness of the kingdom is that that man puts his trust in nothing else but in the gospel, in the hope. This translation calls it the hope filled gospel. The hope filled, don't forget, gospel is good news that is too good to be true, but it is true. That's the meaning of gospel. It's not just good news. It's good news that is too good to be true, but it is true. Praise God. So the experience, the fullness of the experience of the kingdom comes to the one who have chosen to put his trust not in his works, not in the systems, not in culture, not in tradition, not in human ideology, not in human understanding, no, no, or definitely not in religion, definitely not in your experience, no. Sir, he says the way to enjoy the fullness of this kingdom is that we turn our lives back to God, but how? By putting our trust in nothing else but the hope-filled gospel. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, all I present to you daily is that hope-filled gospel. And I know that as many as will put their trust in this hope-filled gospel will experience the kingdom of God in its fullness. Beloved, let me say something to you that is true. Maybe you have heard me say this, but you don't really believe it yet. There is so much that I am not saying. And the reason I'm not saying those is because I know I can see that many will not believe. And myself, the things I believe now couldn't have been possible without the foundation of the gospel. Now I know what God was doing. Even before I began to preach, all I did was research and search and studied and read and prayed and read. I wanted to make sure that this gospel is true. The things that I believe now, I could have never ever. In fact, the thought of it will be heretic. What I believe now, I could have never ever believed it. If I saw it in a dream, I would go look for deliverance or counseling. If I imagined it in my heart, I would condemn myself and feel completely like a heretic. Why do I have this faith now? Why do I believe the things I believe now? First of all, the gospel first came in. And so when we are teaching you the basics of the gospel, what Christ has done. That is the evidence. That is the foundation. Apostle Paul says, as a wise master builder, I have laid the foundation. Let any man who builds be careful how he builds on that foundation. And that foundation is Christ. Because the gospel of the kingdom unveils the reality of who Christ is. Beloved, 
and that's those those very close to me will tell you i've stopped arguing with people i don't argue with people no more because why is that i realize that listen to me carefully i have now only one knowledge about god that is the knowledge that adam had before the the knowledge of good and evil entered the revelation the consciousness i have about god now is the one that existed don't forget what jesus says Turn your life back to God. That's what he said. Turning our life back to God is turning our lives away how it was designed to be before the knowledge of good and evil enters. So when people talk about God, when people preach about God, they preach about God with the knowledge of good and evil. The God who does good and also does evil. The God who can bless and cause. The God who can lift you and bring you back. The God who can give sickness to teach you a lesson, right? That's a revelation that comes from the knowledge of good and evil. But don't forget, All these were not there except if the knowledge of good and evil does not enter. Listen, when you hear me say these things that are very simple, they are so powerful, it can transform every aspect of your life. Just picture yourself living without the knowledge of good and evil. How tremendously powerful that will transform all of your relationships. How much less Anger will be far away from you. Because don't forget, it is in the balance of good and evil, understanding of good and evil, that anger is is pulled out of us. So instead of us ascending to the God level, we even depreciate a little lower to the animal level. We We lose control of things and we do things that we ought not to do, that we even know that on our normal senses we will not do. Beloved, Listen to me. I want to end this message this morning. I just opened your eyes to tell you how interesting this is becoming and what is coming. Please, like I said, I didn't speak in parables, but I may speak words that are not clear, things that you don't understand. Why is that? Because the language I'm speaking is God's language. If I speak to you as man, you should understand. But if I speak God's language, it takes the Spirit of God to understand God's language. So, if there's any part you don't understand, let it make you more inquisitive. Don't give up. No. Ask more questions. Study more. Look for more answers and then more understanding will be given. Don't forget that time has come. And that time is now when you and I are experiencing the fullness. That's what Jesus says. The fullness of God's kingdom, not partial, not have and have. That whatever that kingdom is, you and I are supposed to experience the fullness of it. Praise God. Amen and amen. I hope this helps. I hope this brings some summary on understanding. So let me stop here and I'll come back to you again tomorrow. Don't forget, we're all preparing, getting getting ready. I hope you have seen your vision. I hope you have seen that new picture of you. I hope you have seen yourself beyond crossover. I hope that you have already crossed over into this kingdom. I hope that you have already crossed over into perfect health. I hope that you have crossed over into perfect wealth. I hope that you have crossed over into the fullness of the experience of this kingdom. Beloved, this is beyond 31st night. This is crossing over into the fullness of all that God has done for you and I. Amen and amen. Beloved, help me this morning circulate the message. Bless as many as you can with this message and I'll come back to you again tomorrow. Don't forget this morning you have been served. Shalom.